0: It's warm. <laughs> it feels like the end of July, not uh, the beginning of June. It's this real heat wave. It's intense. And today's going to be the day, and then it'll start to cool off. So uh, yeah, slap on the sunscreen and uh, peel off a layer of clothes to make yourself more comfortable. And uh, hold- a nice breeze this morning. Have you noticed That's that? Oh right. yeah. But this Come afternoon, that the breeze will go away. It'll be hot, especially uh, the further into the valley you get. Uh, what are we talking about? Mid thirties? That's what I heard. Yeah, that's like August weather, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist, but I did plant some grass, as you know, because you were there. We uh, rolled out some sod last weekend, and it's still there. It's still in place. Although good. the dog, the dog did try to pick up the corners a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was told my my neighbor that likes to you know make sure that I'm doing a good job. This is the same guy that wanted to get in on the sod buy. Oh yes. Okay. It's like, this is, a, this is kind of clandestine. We're buying sod on Tuesday. Psst, let them know. Uh, he thought that I should have rolled it, or that you should have rolled it, or somebody should have rolled it. We didn't roll it. No. And the reason we didn't roll it was because uh, the farm, the turf farm, where it came from, it's a sand-based as opposed to, I guess, what, soil-based. Right. And so they, they said that if you get it wet enough and sort of stomp on it a little bit, it will. It will eventually. I'm going to use the word adhere. That's not exactly what. Right. It's not tile.
1: No. Not no. No.
0: But it's like tile in that you want it to have some kind of a bond. That's right. An organic bond. Mm-hmm. What would that be, James? No. No, not at all. <laughs> no. So the dog's picking up the corners, should have yeah. done that. And uh, so now I'm trying to keep the dog away a little bit if I can from the backyard just because it's picking up the corners. Right. And and I'd really prefer that she didn't until the, the grass bonds. And then it's all hers. Right. Yeah. How about it? And it looks so nice. It's so green. It's so lush. And, and so the, the neighbor he also said to me, he says, we well, should cut it. I said, well, it's only been in for a week. You know, the recommendation was if you can, let it go six weeks. Yes. You know, try to keep it wet or at least or give it enough water. I think it's an inch and a half or something a week, two inches of water. Okay. It's not a lot, but just to keep it nice and wet, let it all settle down. This is the kind of, this is this should be my absolute worst problem as we get into summer, Is is my lawn. Yes. I hope this is the only thing that I have to worry about, is how green and how lush my lawn is. I don't know about you, where you live, because you don't invite me over. But there's a lot of my neighbors; they're working very, very hard to make their yards look oh so pretty. Yes, there's a
1: lot of recovery from the from the drought, if I can use the word, and the chafer beetle. I've seen a lot of rebuilding.
0: Well, there's a lot of rebuilding. The chafer beetle is, is anything but gone. It's still around. Still going to be a problem. You've got to use that uh, the fescue. That's yes. Egan Davis from mm-hmm. UBC said use the fescue because uh, there's something in there some amino acid or something again there's my science uh, <laughs> that the the Schaefer butyl doesn't like so they'll stay away from it but what what's interesting me interesting to me is apart from the problems that you have to deal with is that this uh, there's a little bit of competition going be, with the neighbors oh yeah oh yeah they're all you know especially with the and you can really overdo it with the gnomes and the little ornamentals and, and the different things that you can put in your garden. got two neighbors opposing each other from either side of the street. Well, it's a cul-de-sac, so but it's, it's, it's basically across the street. And it's like they're having some kind of – it's like they're tossing hockey cards. Remember how we used to toss hockey cards yes, against yes. the wall? It's, that's what they're doing with their gardens and all their little gnomes and all the little creatures that they've got on their front lawn. It's quite a competition, and they're getting a little bit serious. I hope that they don't go. You know, they come to blows or anything like that. <laughs> My gnome's better than your gnome. Anyway, if you've got something going on at your place this weekend, and um, the little contractor's here, you can put him to task and uh, see if uh, you can get some answers that way. We'll uh, open a, a phone line for you anytime six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight or star ninety eight ninety eight. A couple of things uh, because we we get an email all the time. We don't always get to to read it, and we do answer it, but we don't always get to do it on the air. So there's a couple of common themes that I just wanted to bring up really quickly with you, Steve, to see if we're on uh the, the right you know the right track with this uh, yes. so these are these are American figures that I was able to come up with and I hope that you'd have a more local spin on it um, because I was looking at of course I went on to I went on to Google and I got apparently I got American numbers so okay. I should have checked that a little bit more carefully things like replacing uh, the toilet fill valves. Is this a, a di first of all is a DIY do you need a plumber to come in and, and approximately what 's your cost on that um,
1: you don't have to if you can if, the most important thing is make sure that the water can be shut off so the the, the valve that's uh, uh, should be right down below the the, the toilet or the floor level as long as that works and does shut off. If that does, then you're free to go. The worst thing you've got is a a couple of gallons of water that you may have to mop up off the floor if things go awry, but flush the toilet and you can change it. Instructions are in the boxes. You can get generic ones. You can get specific ones for specific brand toilets. Uh, Try to get that wherever possible. Uh, You're probably looking, a fill valve can be anywhere from you know $20 and up sort of thing uh, do change the supply line at the same time that's the hose that goes from that to the shut off get a braided one if you can because they have their own seals on them and um yeah you're in you're in and done for
0: it could be done for $100 and
1: $150 sort of thing.
0: Which is about a third of what it would cost with a plumber. Sure. Yeah, or something like that. Right. Uh, you know, if you're on metered water, which I am not at the present, although I suspect it'll come to my neighborhood soon, I'm told that you, could, you really get a good a feeling for how, just how much water you use, when you, of course, when you're being metered. So if you've got like the slightest leak in a faucet, it can really add up. And for how much would it cost to repair a leaky faucet, for mm-hmm. example?
1: If you have the old school washer ones, you're looking a dime for a washer. Again, you, know, you got to shut the water off, but you could be spending under a dollar for for a new washer. If you're getting into a cartridge or uh, O-rings, they're a little bit more money. The cartridges themselves could be you know, ten to thirty to forty dollars. If you have to get into a whole new faucet, the you know three hundred dollars or eighty nine dollars and up. So again, it's the same thing. As long as you can get the water shut off, and it's not the main shut off that's leaking. Uh, and the faucet itself is leaking, you can change it yourself.
0: Easy? Absolutely. Okay, last one, because we're running late here, but uh, we had like three emails this past week about replacing bathroom ceiling fans. Right. Bathroom, uh, very important for ventilation of the house, uh,
1: getting the moist, humid air out from showering and from, from bathing. Uh, Those sometimes you probably would maybe need an electrician because there's the wiring inside the box. Uh, and then you got to connect the ducting, and you want to check the ducting. That might be something you got to call somebody. But again, you can buy a fan for under $100, uh, some really good quality ones with sensors on them. It could run you maybe three or $400.
0: We'll get into more of these a bit later. Also, uh, we welcome your input anytime. You can follow us, too, on Facebook. Look for the Home Discovery Show. Back after a quick break on News Talk 980 CKNW. In power with Steve Seaborn, the little contractor. What a nice looking day it is today. Braided hemp, metallic, leather, just some of the latest trends in wall coverings. Now, I know what you're thinking, but we'll, we'll leave that for Marie McGrath later this evening. For now, we're talking about updating your walls with products made uh, with those materials, as well as bamboo and cork and many, many others. Just some of the examples of why wallpaper is very, very big right now. The Home Discovery Show has you <clears throat> has you covered. Fred Tutt is a member of the Wall Covering Installers Association and specializes in residential and commercial applications, including high-end designer projects involving special wall coverings and murals. He's work with the best designers here in Canada and in the United States, and Fred co-hosted the Fred and Jerry Show for about 3,000 years. We called him this morning... Uh, I think uh, we found you in Royston on Vancouver Island, did we not?
2: I sir, you certainly did, and the sun is just beautiful today.
0: That's a Fine. great day.
2: Yeah, it's gorgeous.
0: Thanks for being with us. It's always hey, you're welcome. Fu- always fun to talk to you. Uh, I know in, in your <laughs> in your practice. Um, why? Why are we still it's practicing? Now. Yeah, why are we still? That's a doctor joke. <laughs> but you're seeing you're seeing new wall coverings coming from all parts of the world: England, uh, Sweden, the Philippines, the uh, U.S. Uh, and I know that there's some very good products produced here in Canada. But uh, we're getting rich with wallpaper again.
2: Well, you know, it's just amazing. I'm just starting a, a job tomorrow um, in Royal Bay, which I didn't know where it was. It turns out it's Callwood in Vancouver Island, hmm. but. Um, And the wall covering has all come into my home, um, lining it up, and it came from all over the world. Hmm. Um, And I think one of the most interesting ones is one from the Philippines, and what they do there, they actually still hand manufacture grass cloth, so they actually weave the grass cloth into a wall covering, but what they've done is they've taken newsprint, folded it, and put that in instead of grass. They've actually put the newspaper in, and it's the most interesting paper I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Fascinating. This wouldn't be that great for a tiki bar, though, would it? Uh,
2: Oh, I think it'd look great, the tiki (laughs) bar. Depends what you're serving it with. Okay. Yes. Yes. Anyway, but, yeah, it's fascinating. And, and of course, the uh, old standbys from England, um, uh, you know, Coal & Sons, which is a well-known manufacturer, and a lot of these manufacturers have updated their products so they've, you're going to love this one, Ian, they've made them all dry, strippable. Oh. Yes, they just fall off the, well, they don't fall off, but they peel off beautifully at the end of the time when you want to take them off, so they, they've been listening to the public and doing that. Well, it's
0: yeah. about time.
2: No, no, it's been happening for a few years, Ian, but I'll tell you what, taking it off, I I, I haven't
0: I, taken it off in a few I years. Know,
2: I knew, I knew that was coming. Uh,
0: how do you live with that, Steve? I
2: don't know. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I was doing a commercial removal the other day, just a small one in, in a A&W, actually, and we would installed the paper about seven years ago, and we'd used this new adhesive, and you know what? Nobody could believe it. You just peeled it right off. Isn't that nice? No, no damage to the wall or anything. It was great.
0: What's the turnaround time? What What should you expect from your wall covering? If you're using a wallpaper, one of these new products that, that just peels off, what would be cuz I always wonder like when you put wallpaper on you think well it's going to be there forever yep. so yep. what what can uh, what's the approximate turnaround time would you say every 5 7 years what
2: do you know with with uh, especially the vinyl wall coverings nowadays it's when you get sick of the pattern quite honestly the stuff should last you indefinitely it's yeah. just amazing and they're using all these new uh, inks and dyes now that are all sunfast and um, you know and they're all environmentally friendly and it's just amazing what they've done including the glue we use now <laughs> Uh, I know it's a trade secret, and I can't tell you this, but it's made from potato starch. Hmm. Yeah, so if in doubt, and business goes down, I can always eat the glue.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Can can you deep fry it?
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, like a Mars bar.
0: (laughs) What's the one wall that you should never, ever put wallpaper on?
2: Oh, you've got me. I don't know. I honestly don't know. How about a room? Any room uh, you can anything I mean what we do nowadays more than before, we used to do a lot of all rooms right, and now we 're doing an awful lot of feature walls mm-hmm. um, and we maybe in a powder room or something, we may go in and do all the walls. Um, I know this project tomorrow is a couple of the powder rooms are done completely, but you know and some of the dens are done completely, but uh, most of them are feature walls
0: so it's more for art rather than uh... Uh, let's just say uh, a complete wall covering this is i know a lot of accents are being used Um, uh, some of the things that are coming out the 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 graphics are like really stand out some of the 3d images and uh some of the patterns too that you can create these real real feasts for the eyes
2: oh absolutely absolutely um i mean my website has a few on it um i don't put everything up i do but uh, you know we've got some um uh, fabulous uh, thing. And a lot of this stuff now is done digitally. So you get these beautiful images. And some of the the graphics um, you put up, I mean, you know, you look at it, I, I've heard people say, I've been looking at that and I realized it's not a window. <laughs> it's, it's actually a, a photo, right? And they just can't believe the, uh, the quality of the image.
0: Any tips on, on how to do the math? like how to measure up the job, whether it be a feature wall or an accent or an entire room or an entire house, or, or would you just leave it to one of the many apps that are now available?
2: Uh, you know what, I think that's a good idea. Um, a lot of wall coverings now, uh, it comes different widths, uh, 20 inches up to 54 inches wide. Uh, it comes in different lengths, we're still dealing with uh, square footage here, but in Europe and, and most of the places now coming in are, are all metric rolls. Uh, so you're dealing with a lot of different sizes and that, so it's never, it's not easy, but if you're dealing online, a lot of wall covering now is bought online, uh, they usually have an app built right into the program to let you know how many rolls you need. Sure. You just put in the height and the width and you're done.
0: How do you calculate for overage, or do you, or do they do um, that for they you? They
2: usually do it for you. Yeah, okay. they'll usually put it in, and what they're looking at is the height, because, of course, if you go from 8 foot to 9 foot, mm-hmm. suddenly you're not getting as many drops out of a roll, so they figure that out automatically for you.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're doing a room, where where do you start? Uh,
2: well, well, obviously in a corner and off. If you're doing a whole room, normally what I do is I walk in and I say, do I have a door that's in a corner, especially a pattern? Uh, you know, somewhere in that wall or the room, it's not going to match. So you want it maybe in that corner where the door swings. Um, and that's where you'd probably start. But you lay a room out. Uh, and actually, I walk across, even on a wall, if it's a pattern, I want it to be balanced on the wall. So I may start on one side, but what I've actually done is started in the middle, uh, just so it balances out. So, you know, if you've got half a pattern, you'd like it to be half on both sides. Just right. so it looks
0: good. It's similar to tiling in that regard. It's,
2: it's exactly like tiling. Yeah, you want to, You don't want to get down to the end and have a quarter inch tile that you have to put in. Same goes for wallpaper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, is it okay to paint over wallpaper? Or I guess now with this, uh, what did you call it? Naked dry stripping.
2: Naked. No, you called it that. No, I didn't. <laughs> dry strippable.
0: Oh, dry strippable. <laughs> now with that, I guess you don't need to worry about it. But what if you have got you that don't. old stuff? You just. You
2: yeah, you can paint over as long as your seams are good. Uh, Use a good acrylic primer um, and then a water-based paint over top of it or acrylic uh, paint over top. You're fine.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. here's a tough question for you, Fred, because you're a professional and I know that uh, that you, you, uh, you know, you obviously make a living doing this. Uh, sure. So, but, so take that off, put your, 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 uh, your Fred hat on and, okay. and.
2: Put the do-it-yourself hat on.
0: Yeah. When it comes down to a do-it-yourself job or, or calling in someone like yourself, a professional, like where, where's a good place to draw that line?
2: Uh, well, I guess some of the costs of wallpaper. I think that's important. Uh, some of this stuff is not inexpensive, it's very expensive. So I'm thinking, you know, you got to look at so much roll, and if you're over the amount the guy's going to charge you to hang it, get the guy to hang it, right? Because then it's going to be done professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you also, if you do want a professional, go to the, you know, a good website. Um, I'm a member of the guild or they now call themselves the Wall Covering Installers Association. You go there and just uh, put in your address and it'll come up with an installer in your area
0: yeah hey, where where's that wall covering installers association based out of and I'm surprised you're not the president
2: uh no because I live in Royston I'm not going to be the president <laughs> it's actually in the United States okay uh, it's an American but they have uh, members from all over the world so um and for us as members uh, it's been the best thing I've ever joined because oh, really if I, if I have a problem I just simply put up a quick note on our uh facebook page and i'll tell you within about five minutes i'll have answers uh, you know if i'm doing italian wallpaper i've got an answer coming from italy
0: yeah you know, Well, uh, apart from being uh, a member of the wall covering installers association what else would you you know want to tell somebody to look for when they're when they're hiring a an installer such as someone like yourself
2: well i think one of the best thing is take a look at some of his work and if a guy knows what he's doing he's not going to worry about telling you about a job you mm-hmm. know and talk to the people. See, you know, see if that's any contractor. Steve knows that. You you phone one of their customers, and they if they go, oh him, you know, you're in trouble, right? So only
0: got a second, Fred. What are you up to today? You're taking your you taking your Ford out today.
2: I certainly am. I've got the uh, Model A, and we're going to head out to uh, Woodman's uh, uh, Gardens today, and uh, we've got a cruise and a picnic today.
0: So, Do you have uh, pictures on your website of the vehicle?
2: I don't, but you know what, Ian, I will send you one right away, okay. um, and you can throw it up if you like.
0: Okay, fredtutt.com is your website, fredtutt.com. We didn't even get to talk about your, your trains.
2: No, we can do that next time.
0: Yeah, are you, well, why don't you hang around for a minute? Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about your trains just for a quick okay. minute sure. after the break. So stay with sure. us, uh, Fred T- This because this man's got this incredible train set up in the, in the backyard. And I want to tell you about that because it's really cool. And then we'll get him to get some pictures of that out too. So stay with us, if you would, please. This is the Home Discovery Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Ian Power back with Steve Seaborn, the little contractor. Fred Tut is on the line. Uh, thanks for hanging out uh, for a few more minutes, Fred. Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, FredTut dot com is uh, his website, and you can have a look at some of the examples of the wall coverings he's done. You are so involved with so many different things. Um, uh it's been a couple of years but you did the sand uh, the belt sander races at in the steves and salmon festival for a long time yeah people know that event and now you're uh, you're you're cruising around in the 1929 model a and uh the 1950 coke cooler i'll post that picture in a few minutes uh on the home discovery show facebook page but i asked you to stay with us just for a moment i know you got to get going but i wanted i wanted you to to describe the train set that you're working on because i know it's a project that will go on forever and a day
2: well, it, it, Ian, I, the reason I started it, I figure someday I'm going to be using a walker, and I figure this way here I'll have something to work on in the backyard. There you
0: so, go, exactly. I've got,
2: I've got a, a pretty big layout. It's about uh, 25 feet wide by 75 feet long, and um, I think we've got equivalent to about 400 miles of track, so oh. you have to figure that out. It's G scale, so it's 124th of that. And um, it's just an ongoing project, Uh, absolute uh, nothing but fun. Um, Met a great group of uh, people on the Vancouver Island called the Vancouver Island Garden Railway Club. And uh, you can see that on Facebook at VI Garden Railway Club. And if you go in there, you can actually click on a bit that Gord Kerbis came over and did last year. And uh, he filmed it, and I managed to have a complete crash while I did it, so it was perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were going to say Gord Kerber's crash because I could see that. I could see him doing that. I could (laughs) see him with with his camera on his shoulder. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Well, he did a great job with that little piece of video. And uh, so, where is that again on Facebook?
2: It's VI for Vancouver Island, VI Garden Railway Club.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's just some incredible, uh, it, we're not doing it justice, this is something you have to see. This is an incredible train, this is a working train, uh, it's got you know every imaginable component to it, and all the landscaping that goes around it.
2: Well, we're working on the landscaping, right? okay. I'm not the best of gardeners, but we're working on, some of the stuff I did this year, they've got amazing sound effects that you can get put onto little digital cards, mm-hmm. and um, I have an AMW.
0: Uh, As part of the layout, second second plug for A&W, By the way,
2: I know I'll mention it when I go in for my free hamburger tomorrow. Uh, Anyway, it um, and I've got the sound effects as the train goes by. It plays the old root beer uh, sound, you know, with the tuba. It plays that one. And why don't don't you
0: why don't you demonstrate that for us, Fred? I
2: no, you don't want to hear me singing that. No, 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 no. Anyway, the um, and then I've got an old radio station, one that I used to work with, and I got some old 1960 sounders from that. So when the train goes, or the trolley car actually goes by that, it plays the old sounder. So. And the church, of course, plays the organ music as you go by. So,
0: Where's that Facebook page again?
2: It is VI Garden Railway Club.
0: Thank you so much, Fred Tut, fredtut.com, and uh, Fred Tut Wall Coverings. I want to keep going here. Uh, Frank, good morning to you.
2: Uh, good morning. Oh, you're on turn down. Yes, hello. Hi. Hi. Um, Yeah, we have a split-level house. Uh, We have trouble, you know, we have a bathroom downstairs and upstairs. The one upstairs always seems to get clogged up every time you uh, do a doo-doo, and
3: um, the one downstairs doesn't.
0: Okay, so Steve, just from my pedestrian point of view, there's there's something going on there that's in the venting probably.
1: Well, it's a venting thing, air coming in, or it's possible that where that toilet is situated, it has to the waistline has to run horizontal for a period before it gets to the main stack. I've, I've also got a split level as well. We have some issues the same, and it's because the uh, in order to keep the waistline inside the floor joist, it does a quick turn from the toilet hide it inside the floor joist, and then it runs horizontal to the main stack. It's entirely possible that you've got something just over time building up in there and and, and blocking it up. You may have to have someone come in, snake it out for you, or pull the toilet off, and just see what's going on in there.
0: And don't those turn at uh, at right angles too? They do, exactly. And uh, could
1: that be a problem?
0: It, it can be. On a, on a three or four inch
1: line, it's not so much a big deal as maybe uh, an inch and a half line. Right. But uh, considering the, the waistline in the toilet is often a two inch or inch and a half, right. so there's lots of room. And, um,
0: is it a design flaw, or is it just something you have to maintain? It's
1: just a, it's just a maintenance thing in an older homes. Maybe there's a few extra twists and turns in there that may not have been. Uh may not be approved by today's plumbing standards, but over the age of time, pipes can get uh, buildup in them.
0: Got a couple more items on our uh, do-it-yourself list. Uh, uh, The the cost of doing it yourself and and bringing somebody in, and it's not just dollars and cents, we'll we'll do that. And if you've got something you want to put to uh, the little contractor, 604-280-9898 or STAR 9898. This is the Home Discovery Show. We'll uh, come back after the break on News Talk 980 CKNW. Nice Sunday afternoon. I'm thinking we're probably going to set some records today for very hot temperatures. The UV index is around 8, the last time I checked. 25 degrees is what it says for our downtown temperature right now, and we're just about 15 minutes away from 11 o'clock, so just be prepared to hydrate lots of water and uh, protect yourself as well against the the intense sunshine. What we're trying to do here is to do a comparison, Steve, of uh, doing it yourself and calling in a professional to do some what I would call fairly minor stuff, but for some, it's just simply not worth it mm-hmm. to, to try and do it themselves. So let's look at something like, and we've talked about this in the past, but I believe this is something most people can do, and that's like just repairing nicks and gashes. You know those things that happen that mark up your walls? Oh, yes. But that that can drive you around the bend?
1: Right. Uh, most of the time, if you're doing some painting, well, it should be all the time you're doing some painting, you're going to do some wall uh, preparation, fixing those gaps and gashes and cracks and the... In the seams, maybe some nail pops, et cetera so if you're if you 're planning on hiring a painter, a lot of that stuff comes along as part of their prep work and and not to say it 's free, but it 's relatively inexpensive if you 're doing your own paint work yourself, well then that is of course something you 're doing and that may be something simple from just getting a a can of the filler and uh, putting some spots on here and there. Sometimes you need more than one coat. Sometimes you may need to get into something a little bit bigger, some reinforcing tape and, and uh, fixing cracks, et cetera. But not a big deal. You know, it can be $5 to, to $30 sort of thing for, for a bucket of fill and a little bit of time, some sandpaper, and,
0: and you're off to the races. Somebody was asking about uh, repairing a cracked tile, and that's... Like repairing a cracked egg, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's a bit a bit of misnomer. So it's replacing, and and that's quite challenging, depending on on whether it's a floor tile, for example, on concrete or on plywood, or if it's a wall tile. So it's it's it is a very surgical removal of the cracked tile, being careful not to damage the surrounding ones. Remove the surrounding grout, so you've got some uh, area where the or any hammering you're doing is going to dissipate. Being careful not to damage the substrate below because you can't just simply stick a new tile on, for example, a backsplash. So it can be it, it's very methodical, and you got to be very careful in what you're doing. But uh, you know you can do it. It's okay. not a, not a huge deal. Okay.
0: Hi, Lisa. Hi. What's up?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, actually, um, in my bedroom window, uh, when I open it, it, there's like a roof underneath. But like the roof is a really dark color roof. So what happened is. It absorbs all the sunlight at the daytime and it releases the heat at night. So, I want to paint like some reflective coating, but I go to like any paint store and they never heard of anything like that. But I search on the internet and there is some sort of like reflective coating. So, I I don't know, maybe they don't sell in Canada or.
1: And and so, what are you painting? Sorry, Lisa, what do you want to paint with a reflective coating?
3: Yeah, something, something, yeah, some reflective coating so it doesn't like stop all the sunlight and release the heat at night.
1: Right. Uh, Well, check if you found it online, check to see where it is. Chances are you're dealing with an American or European website. I'm I'm not aware of one uh, available in our immediate area, if not in in Canada. Uh, Check to see if it is available, and and it's likely if it's available, they can send some to you. They can ship it out to you or at least find a local supplier.
3: Do you know who I can look for to do the? Roof
1: painting for me? Um, not offhand. I mean, like it's—is it for it's, it's for the roof itself or for the underside of the roof? I'm not. I'm not following what you want to paint.
3: On top of the roof.
1: On top of the roof itself. So if you're actually painting the roofing material, what is the roofing material? Do you um, know what it is?
3: No, I don't know. But like, it's like a flat. Like if.
1: It's a flat. So if yeah. it's a metal, you can paint it. If it's a wood, you shouldn't. If it's an asphalt uh, shake style or even a, a cement-based tile roof, you shouldn't because it can compromise your warranty and it doesn't really stick. It's a lot of work.
0: Um, I, you know would, what? I have an idea. Why don't yeah. we, uh, Lisa, if you want to leave your number, uh, we'll what we'll do is we'll get Steve to talk to you off air and, and see if we can't find you uh, to set you in the right direction. I have a couple of ideas, too, that we'll, we can share over the break. Uh, Let's take that break, and we'll keep the line open at 604-280-9898. Also continue with our DIY DIY versus pro and sort of do some cost analysis as well. Uh, We'll come back in just a moment on the Home Discovery Show from News Talk 980 CKNW. All right, so we did the cracked tile, which is something you really need to replace the whole piece, which can be done. I've seen it done. Uh, The biggest problem, as we discussed, is trying to find matching tile And is there a general, when you're buying tile, what's the overage? Would you go as high as 20%? You could do, depending on the layout, if you're going on the diagonal,
1: for example. There's a lot of waste. If you've got intricate designs or different kinds of tiles mixing in, then definitely.
0: I'm thinking down the road, though, for for just these things where you I mean, want to replace a piece.
1: Absolutely. Always keep a, a spare box uh, around, or at least know where it came from. Chances are, by the time you need it, you may not be able to find it. You won't, it, but, probably. But you're looking for... They turn these lots over for a reason. That's right, exactly. So not only the die lot, you're absolutely right. It, it's also, too, just the style, the design, and they move around. Find out where you got it from, at least keep a record of it. And more importantly, at least you have one sample to go and find something that may work. Thickness is important as well.
0: How often are you supposed to replace the caulking around your, say, your bathtub, the sink, the shower, these areas?
1: Look at it regularly, every six months or a year. If you're using the right kind of caulking, it should last a couple of years, and that being a a siliconized rubber. So it should should say on the label somewhere 100% joint rubber silicone, particularly around the tub area. It should smell like
0: acetic acid once the label's open. Or so let's eat. talk about cost and something mm-hmm. like that, because that's, that falls under maintenance usually.
1: Yes, yes. Getting the old stuff out is probably the greatest amount of time, and, and that is usually done with a scraper or a knife or something. Very careful, of course, not to, to cut the tub or cut your fingers. And uh, a tube of caulking is 5 or
0: $6, so very inexpensive. I mean, this is not something that uh, probably most pr- pros don't want to do this anyway.
1: Well, it it does. uh, It's a little bit quicker for the pro to do it because we've got some different ideas and tools. Uh, I I definitely would say stay away from the solvents because they can remain behind and not allow adhesion of the next layer. But, uh, you know, you can collect those sorts of things together. And when you're calling somebody over for these maintenance items, do this and do that and do that. Make right. Make the trip so worthwhile. Make
0: that part. Of, yeah, okay. Make it worthwhile. Yes. Put that on the list. Correct. Uh, okay. What about gutters? Because now's the time to, to get the gutters done, right?
1: Gutters are a challenge only because they, by the time there's something wrong with them, they're really badly gone. So it is... It is cleaning them is the most important thing, resealing the corners, getting the right kind of, uh, of sealant that's in there. If they're starting to pull away from the fascia boards, then you have to look at relocating the, uh, the hanger straps and remounting those if their house is settled or there's been some significant rot where now they're grading they're draining the wrong way, then you have to look at cleaning those up. It really is the most important thing is being clean and then getting, again, the right kind of sealant.
0: Is there uh, anything new in gutters? Uh, a, lot of people, a lot of people with the screens... That are yes. supposed to keep the leaves and the pine needles and all that stuff out. Do, do they work or are they, are they just sort of a deterrent and eventually that system breaks down too?
1: Well, it, it's another component. Uh, a lot of them do work. Some It depends on your uh, landscape. Some are designed to hold back certain kinds of leaves. The little pine ones are a nuisance because they just follow the water in. Uh, one of the other items is is the there's little catchers at the bottom of the downspouts. Those work as well. All gutters need maintenance.
0: Okay, so we got the picture of the nineteen twenty nine model A uh, that uh, Fred sent us from Royston he's also got the 1950 Coke cooler that he hauls around with him. And he does a whole pile of these different uh, organizational events and they're fundraising and spreading the, the good cheer around uh, the community wherever he happens to be. So you can see that now on the Home Discovery Show Facebook page. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment on News Talk 980 CKNW. Ian Power with Steve Seaborn, the little contractor, on what uh, might be the hottest day of the year so far today. Uh, through uh, the water at English Bay, through to the the valley where <laughs> the pickings are good right now. Have you had any of the local strawberries?
1: I no. You know what the local oh, ones are just. Uh, what are you I, I waiting for? They, I can never get to them in past. Oh, Man. <laughs>
0: It's just, and I think they are what about a week at least, or maybe two weeks ahead of time. I think so. Just yeah. incredible, though. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a real difference between when you when you get something locally, when you get it, you know, from no offense to Mexico, I'm just thinking that's one of the, one of the places they might come from, right. or, or California. We're talking about sealing around uh, uh, plumbing fixtures, not mm-hmm. just in the bathroom, but I guess the same would apply for a kitchen as well. There's been a lot of talk lately about sealing up your your envelope. Right. And when it comes to a lot of new um, replacements, siding replacements, people are using fiber cement board, right? And right. It, it's come to my attention not too long ago that many people are installing it incorrectly. In that they're applying some kind of a some, some kind of a bead in between the boards,
1: right? Yeah, there's with all the manufactured products, the, uh, not the wood stuff, like the, whether it's the cementous boards or anything that's composite material, there are specific instructions, particularly in dealing with the seams, seams, the joints and the maintenance of it. Some have to be gapped. Some have to be caulked with their special caulking. Uh, so it's important to follow that. Or
0: shims. Or shims, exactly. They, they've got to be... Or, or I should say, uh, uh, not so much a shim as as in a metal flashing.
1: Well, the flashing is very important as well to keep the But water I'm talking off. about in
0: between where the joints are. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and the manufacturer will say that they'll, they'll, they'll have their products and, and they should be followed because there's the, the biggest thing with the manufacturer products is expansion, contraction, and therefore when it gets wet and the seasonal changes, how it gets rid of all that moisture and you can really mess it up. And, and some of these products are not very easy to repair after the fact. They can be done, but you have to go back nine steps to move forward too. So very important. Follow the instructions. So I'm not
0: clear. Are you in, are you on with fiber cement boards or cementious boards?
1: Um, I haven't seen enough of it in history. To, and, and what I mean by that is I haven't had to go into repair well, They have these, these huge
0: warranties that they offer.
1: They do, but I haven't I haven't seen twenty five years of any of them being in the marketplace as yet. I haven't had to go repair them, and so until I can see how far or what what happens when they go wrong and how can I fix them, I really kind of stay reserved in the, in the opinion. They're out there. They're they we've installed them. And um, would you popular. consider
0: it for your own house? I mean, let's say you were going to reside your house. What would you do? You've got what you got wood and stucco it's wood and stucco
1: and you know i'm still wood i'm still old school wood i can
0: work with wood
1: and and that's not saying anything against this the cement boards it's just the new technology i'm not there yet
0: okay is that you behind or is that the industry that's behind well that's me behind okay old old school absolutely you're not not old enough to be old school (laughs) you're an old soul but not old school right you didn't even pass through school I did. You did? That's oh, true. I did. You went to yeah. BCIT. Did you, did you graduate? I did. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That's very good. So, um, okay. I'm, well, I'm glad that we, I know that it's not really clear. It's clear as mud, as they say.
1: Well, it's true. It's just, there's so much new technology coming out. It is, it is hard to keep up with the new, particularly because we do mostly renovations.
0: So what you're saying is you're not necessarily against the new. You're not going to buy into it until you've got some good, solid sort of experience. with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right. Fair enough. Uh, it's just because I happen to know somebody who might be doing some fiber cement uh, residing mm-hmm. on their place. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that the the information that we talk about, not always necessarily correct. You've got to do your own homework yes. when it comes right down to it. But we try to, to, to at least be honest and have some reliable information that's exactly. available. Exactly. Right? The
1: whole system has to be in place. Yeah.
0: Jamie Bentin has been our technical producer today. Vancouver Consumer is coming up next. For Steve Seaborn, the little contractor, my name is Ian Power on the Home Discovery Show from News Talk 980 CKNW.